<laughs> Where am I? Who is this? Morning, people. Hey, morning, good afternoon, um, good night in some places. Either way, we are back. We are back with one of our favorite guests. Well, one of my favorite guests, <laughs> Jonathan Rosario. Cheers. 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 Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. And uh, new on the last episode, but not new anymore. Who do we got on my left? Michelle. Just Michelle. Just Michelle, yeah. <laughs> 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 Helping to co-host this Boobar podcast. Excited. Hell yeah. No last name given? It's like uh, like Prince, right? Yeah. Just a sure. just the first name and that's it. You gotta change your name to a symbol. Yeah, I was gonna say know. there's there's no. Everyone to find out. My last name is Stone. Hey, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of broke po- protocol. I, I forgot on the on the foo bar we can uh, remain anonymous. Oh well, so I'm an open I, I can, book, so I can take that back. But you're an open book. I have nothing to hide. Yep. Yeah. There you go. I have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> As. Uh, as we know, a bunch of people from last night from Drinking Brothers have no shame. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> if you guys don't know, if the listeners don't know, look into the Drinking Bros community. And it's drinking with an apostrophe and then bros. And they have sub chapters everywhere. I mean, there could be, there's a sub chapter for do it yourselfers, sub chapter for bikers, barbecue. Barbecue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was telling me when I first walked in that that's kind of how you guys know each other. Um, and I didn't even know. I mean, I've heard of Drinking Bros, the podcast, but I never actually knew that they had a community the way it has. And all this right here got together by the Drinking Bros. So. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like, I found it because I was looking for a sports podcast. And um, I suppose drinking could be considered a sport. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have like a, the, like a sports <laughs> yeah. like, companion show. Um, but now, um, but then I found out that there was all these different like subgroups and like music groups. And so then one day I just showed up to one and then I met my friends and then I helped started start planning meetups and getting veter- veterans together and all of that. So it's been pretty great. It's amazing to see people that would have never connected to be able to connect and talk and, you know, talk a little bit more about like what they went through because Isolation is huge in the veteran community, and it's also the cause of a lot of problems for us. Yeah, that's for damn sure. Yeah, so if we can, so it would just usually be like me and my friend Katie. So we'd always be like, "Come drink with two hot blondes," (laughs) and then we get get a lot of guys. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) guys would come out, and um, I mean that that was like we were like bait, but at the same time we were trying to get everybody together and being able to talk. So it's uh, it's been pretty great. That's the that's the positive side of social media. Yeah, you, know, okay. you always hear the, the negative and the animosity, but that's that's definitely what it's. I think that's what the creators created it for, right? Mm-hmm. For us to get so connected. Yeah. You know, and we've gone so far in one direction, and like now everybody's even more isolated now because of COVID, and you know that's all we have is social media to rely on and small get-togethers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Quote unquote socially distanced get together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Six feet apart. Uh huh. And I apologize. I didn't uh, introduce you. Not that any introduction is needed. That's right. 
It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's foobar, so you know the rules. You here can, I am. You can remain anonymous. Brian, as always. There we go. <laughs> Still Brian, here. Brian, big dog. Go ahead. Britain. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know Michelle's got some uh, some stories lined up, so you might have to start with you. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Um, so let's see. How do I even want to start this? <laughs> you know it's going to be good. Yeah, it's really good. So <laughs> I, uh, I went from – I started working in this bar in, in Seattle, and I went from, like, host to bartender in a month, and this is why. Um, before you so start, is that a downgrade or is that an upgrade? No, it's an upgrade. Okay. Yeah, so usually you start as a host and then like you go like cocktail and then gotcha. you know, whatever. And a lot okay. of people like it takes you a long time to get there. Um, like like places in San Diego, like you you can start as a host and then in two years you'll be a bartender. Jeez. Yeah. So, but this place in particular, I start as a host. It's my first couple days there. I invite my girlfriends out to like go to the bar and like hang out with me. Um, so they they come up you know, 40 miles to come and hang out, and they're just gonna stay at my house. So I took them there, and the bartender's like going crazy, throwing bottles behind his back, like all this stuff. Like people are trying to like get drinks and give him money. He was and throwing he was his balls behind his back? Bottles. Oh, like, like are they breaking? Glassing glass bottles. He's going nuts. Oh, he's, he's not doing, so he's not juggling. No, he's not doing tricks. He's not doing tricks. <laughs> oh, he's shit. pissed. Oh, man. Throwing shit everywhere, and like people are trying to hand him money to get alcohol, and he's just thro- like crinkling up the money and throwing it behind them. Like he's going fucking Damn. crazy. This guy's having a great day. <laughs> Turns out somebody shit in the urinal. Oh snap! So he lost it and was like, "I'm not cleaning up that." Blah blah blah. blah. So this was like my first introduction to working at this place. My friend, <laughs> my friend wow. asked for a shot, and he just takes a bottle of vodka and just starts pouring it all over her tits. Like, Damn. crazy. Where is this? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. Okay. No, um, can't imagine why. It's so great, though. So, like, you would think that that would be, like, a red flag for me. But, like, you could probably not work here, right? <laughs> no. Like, I'm, like, even more intrigued. So, I end up, like, bartending there. People. Yeah. Um, so, Friday and Saturday nights, they have DJ Butt Naked. And it's, like, this 350-pound black dude. Like, the coolest dude you could ever meet. Um, Does he do it buck naked? Unfortunately not. I <laughs> no. really wish he would. Oh, man, I thought that's where the story was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, uh, False advertisement. <laughs> and so, like, I end up, like, getting getting into, like, this culture. Because it's, like, it's like a beach town. It's, uh, it's, it's Alki Beach in Seattle. So it's, like, right, you have to take, like, a little bridge to get there. But that's it. Um, and... Then, so I get, I start bartending there, and it's one of those places where you have to, like, be drunk to be working. So, like, every day you, like, drink, you stay up until four in the morning. I'm, I'm a morning person no matter how much I sleep, so I invite people out for breakfast, (laughs) and then I make sure that they have breakfast Jameson fries. That a girl. (laughs) Anybody want to go to breakfast with me, let me know. (laughs) Um, So then there was this other night that one of my friends walk into the girls' bathroom and there's a girl like squatted down in the sink shitting. What oh. the fuck? Yeah. 
Holy shit. It's a classy place. I wonder if she's, wonder if she's the same one that shit in that urinal, dude. Perhaps. Snuck, snuck into the guy's bathroom, just let it fucking yeah. rain. It's, yeah. Maybe, she, to her, I mean, to her defense, maybe she just didn't know how urinals work. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe she went into the men's bathroom trying to shit in the sink. And, and thought she, that was the she sink? Thought it was the sink. Ah, she's That's like, men's true. bathrooms are really weird sinks, but I guess I'll make do. It's like her go-to. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, at the end of the night, I was like, I'm not cleaning that up. And my friend, uh, she's like, I'm not cleaning it up either. I'm like, let's offer a shot to the person, a free shot to whoever cleans it up. Perfect. And so oh we did. <laughs> Somebody did. They cleaned it. They like... We gave him bleach and everything. Wow. Yeah. Did you give him like a shot of like 25-year-old McAllen? I don't I mean, something worth it. Bottom shelf shit. <laughs> I don't think we even had that. We definitely did not even have 25-year-old McAllen. Like, that's not the kind of place this was. I mean, so people have, people are shitting in the urinals and, <laughs> and the sinks. I don't think they have. This is like dollar store whiskey shit. You're like, yeah, yeah thanks, I mean, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> You're gross. No, we would give them, we gave them a shot of whatever they wanted. You know? Sure. I feel like you should have led them to an AA meeting. <laughs> <laughs> this is... <laughs> It was the start of his downfall. Clean up a <laughs> pile of shit for a shot. I mean, <laughs> it's not that. It was so great. I'm I'm gonna hold back on like the more stories from that place because it was like every night was wild. Oh, that's awesome. Like yeah. Just just save them for yeah the next. future episodes. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. Like, I have like too many. So so that's perfect. Yeah. It, it's funny. I hear a story and then that reminds me of something. So actually. I got my start as a as a bartender. I applied. There was this like really really. Let me adjust the mic a little bit. It's sounding weird. There we go. <laughs> so, my my family. So I was in, I was in Wisconsin, and my family, my friends, they all knew that I wanted to bartend, but I didn't know like where I should bartend. So I was talking to all my friends and all my family, and they they said, hey. You need to apply at this place called the White Horse Inn. So I'm like, okay, perfect. Tell me about it. And they said, well, it's super high-end um, catering company. They do catering. They do like events for like super fancy place. Yeah, the for opposite of where I live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I can get to that. But the first place I applied to was a super high-end. Not only did they do catering, but they did. Um, they had a, a wine and martini bar. And, uh, Some super upscale stuff. Yeah, um, they had like a, a chop shop for steaks, you know, and all this. So I went and applied, and I had no experience other than like just pouring for my family because my family were alcoholics. <laughs> like I was six years old, bartending for my family, yeah. you know? and my mom was a bartender my whole life. So just being around it, I didn't have actual like formal experience. So I went and applied, and they said, well, we like you. You have good references, but you don't have the experience. But what we're going to do is we're going to give you the backweight position. And for those that don't know, like a backweight is a glorified busser. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Like a bar back? Yeah, like okay. a bar back, but on the food side too. Okay. And then I was also doing the catering. So I was working probably about, about four weeks and just busting my ass and then all of a sudden they had a they had a catering event and they needed bartenders apparently and most of the bartenders there were uh, college students 
And uh, so apparently there was this one job and all the bartenders refused to do it. They all quit, so they needed someone like ASAP. So they said, hey, do you wanna, do you wanna bartend? I said, yeah. I said, are you, are you gonna, do you wanna take this? And I said, I said, yeah, what's the big deal? I mean, it doesn't matter. I said, it doesn't matter, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, so then they said, okay, well, show up. Show up at this address, like two o'clock, you're gonna have, have your gear and uh, you're gonna learn trial by fire how to bartend. So, <laughs> so awesome. I show up, yeah, best way. Mm-hmm. I show up and it's uh, not only is it a funeral home, but in, it's, a, it's a two-story funeral home, but in the basement is the crematory. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, right next to the crematory was, uh, this guy was a taxidermist. So this guy, like, as his hobby, would stuff, like, cats and squirrels and rabbits and dogs and, like, weird kind of animals and, like, put them in, like, different scenarios. That's so cool. Yeah. I have, like, in my Amazon cart, I have a, a squirrel, a cowboy squirrel that I really, really want. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I was fine with it, but I guess, a li- so the thing was, too, that, for the bartenders, they had to go through the crematory in order to set up the bar. The bar was in the basement with all the stuffed, all no, the, the, stuffed the stuffed dead animal. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why would they do that? <laughs> That's so cool. The the family the family was up in the the normal part, and then they were gonna have a party below. They didn't want us disturbing the family up above, so we had to walk through the the crematory. Wait, who's having this party? So, it was this. Uh, Huge, like he, this guy was the owner of a like a biopharmaceutical research company, super rich dude, and really really eclectic. And he's like, you I know was gonna say yeah, party? so he's already weird. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> you know what we should party with a bunch of dead animals. That's what we should party. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somewhere with a lot of dead animals that appear to be statues. Yeah. What funeral <laughs> home is? Life, they might as well party in the dead. Right. Yeah. I guess. Goddamn. <laughs> but like, what funeral home is just like, yeah. Also slash venue for party, you know what I mean? Like this this place was one of a kind, but it suited the guy perfect. His mother had died, and she wanted a party, and he wanted a party. Please tell me they didn't taxidermy her for the party. (laughs) Weekend at Bernie's, right? Really cool. In episode two, Um, so and part of it also is they were actually burning bodies when. When I had to walk through, oh, but I was curious about it. I wasn't. Well, sure. I yeah. Wasn't shocked. I mean, it's you don't let an opportunity like that pass you up. You got to see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, it was money too. It was yeah. instant promotion if I accepted it, and there's going to be a bartender from there. Is that why everybody was quitting? Yeah. I feel like that's such a petty thing to quit. I know. Over. No, no kidding, right? Yeah. Like, quit bitching. Just but I mean, if you're if you're 2021, you're a scared college student. You know, I, I can kind of understand. And most of the bartenders were like. These tiny little females that had never been away from their family. Mm-hmm. They didn't need the money. Boo-hoo. So I'm like, hey, good for me. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. You didn't need the money. I did. What are they scared of? That they're going to fucking zombie uprising or some shit? They're going <laughs> to be like right in the epicenter of it? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, but not only did we secure the contract and I got the bartending gig, but from that point on, well, the White Horse got the food and beverage contract with this biopharmaceutical company and they 
created a kitchen and a and a whole area in their place. So that that gained them like a million dollar contract. That's amazing. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Good job, Nate. <laughs> you didn't. You weren't a pussy, and <laughs> got people a million dollars. <laughs> nice work. Right. Yeah, and uh, actually, so the 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 owner of the of the bar and restaurant, his name is Drew. Real cool dude too, but real stickler, real stickler with his money. Like you couldn't even go in the back and get a, a breadstick, or like or any crumbs. You know the crumbs that yeah. it's out. You couldn't get in it. If you, if you did, you were fired. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this guy was real so penny picture. Eh? Yeah, but like after no this going on there. Right, but after this deal, he came out and he he told the chefs to make me whatever steak that I wanted. So I got oh, this like go. I got this like thirty-two ounce bone-in ribeye. It's the best. boy. Yeah, best steak I've ever had in my life. Hell yeah! You gotta take advantage of those ones. No I shit. guess the first steak that he had ever given out in like 30 years. Wow. Really? Dang, so he did a really good job. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. That's cool. So cheers. Cheers to bartending. Cheers, cheers to bartending. Bartender. Cheers, guys. Yeah. miss it. <laughs> that job doesn't exist in California anymore. I can't, I can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did go somewhere today, and I don't know if we want to mention the place without throwing them under the bus, but we did go somewhere today and we're able to sit and have a couple of beers yeah. and we're able to fucking get some food and stuff like that. It's not bad. People, There's always a way. I mean, they're, they're, businesses have to make money mm -hmm. and you can't have this many businesses. I don't even know. I, I want to look it up so we know it on here, but how many businesses have closed because of COVID, because of all the restrictions that have gone, gone on? Yeah. You know? And they're still like at the beginning, businesses were closing down. Now, like well-established businesses that have been around for a long time that actually have been doing really well for a long time are starting to close too, because they're following the rules and they're just there's nothing they can freaking do. I mean, if you have a business that has employees and you have freaking everything that you got to pay for and stuff, the you can't not make it. Doesn't matter how well-established and how much money you got in the bank for your business. You can't go without adding more money to that pot. Yeah. Right. Indefinitely. Well, you're you know still what I mean? paying your rent, your lease, all of that. You're yeah. Like yeah. There's, no, there's no freezes. Everything. There's no freezes. There's no standbys no, or anything no. like that. Okay. They're giving out PPP loans, but even some of the most well-established businesses aren't getting accepted. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got the businesses who's making buku bucks out there mm -hmm. just getting tons of money in PPP yeah. loans that they don't even, you know, need as much as the next guy but exactly yeah. it's super crazy the restaurant group that i worked for in seattle has has been around for 85 years and uh maybe more now and they um they closed all of their full service restaurants and the restaurant that i bartended for before and i was like their marketing person before moving here um it was a 700 seat restaurant damn so imagine That's all the overhead that they have just running that place. Sure. And so they closed that restaurant, their other location on the water, and then their third. But they still, luckily, they still have um, like little fish bars that that are all over Washington. Um, but they were fish in bar. every single. It's like uh, fish and chips, like. Oh, okay. Fast, fast service. You mean like a fish bar, like you go get a shot of like sea urchin or some shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Oh, um, put a little vodka in there. 
but I'd, I'd be on to something there. That's there that's the whole thing with the with all sports being the way that they are now too. Like they were in every single stadium in yeah. Washington, and so pretty much like a huge majority of their business and so many businesses are just fucked. Yeah, completely fucked. Sucks, I, th- I think I seen a I seen a post online and it was talking about some university I forget what university it is, but because of COVID they were shutting down the football program, mm-hmm. and it was reported that if they didn't go the one semester or one year without the football program, that they wouldn't be able to continuously stay open, and it's like you're a university and the amount of tuition that you charge these kids mm-hmm. to be at your college. Football, the only thing that, you know, the one, the one giant universities have tons of sports, yeah. tons of extracurriculars and, and subjects and, yeah, you know. Football carries everything. Right. Carry, yeah. Football carries right. all sports. But mm-hmm. the fact. If you don't have football, you don't have anything. Right. But the, the sad part is one, one season of, of college football and you're going to go under. Mm-hmm. That just shows me like it's more a business than it is an education oh, thing because yeah. that, that's to me that's just gross, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. That's how. Well, that's what it is. Yeah, no, I, I mean, get it. I mean, it, yeah, isn't it like two hundred percent something like tuition increase over the last like oh yeah twenty thirty years? Oh, it's criminal. Yeah, it's so Absolutely. criminal. Like, it's so dirty like, and so disgusting, dude. I hate and then it. You get your degrees, and then. Places don't even care. They want you to have both. They want you to have this long line of experience mm-hmm. and the degree. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. start your own business. Fuck it. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's what everybody's learning. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but but the internet. You get everything in the classroom. You get on the internet exactly. for free. Yeah. No shit. That's for what free. Elon Musk said: is you don't even need to go to school. No, you don't. You can learn everything for free. Mm-hmm. Everything. I went to college for like a couple semesters. <laughs> Maybe like two or three of them. That's plenty, right? Yeah. Kind of. I got it all figured out at this point. Yeah, it's fine. Shit, you're you're smarter than I am, and I went four years, and that's debatable. I didn't. (laughs) I don't know if I retained like a week's worth of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, and I went, I went four years straight, forty-eight months straight through, because I wanted to just continue to get that BAH and just continue to get it all over with. So forty-eight months straight. I really can't think of anything that really stuck with me and that it was worth 48 months of my time, you know? I mean, yeah. it got you got you paid for four years. That's cool. True. <laughs> True, but... I so mean, you took freaking damn good advantage of your uh, GI Bill, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But just imagine the people who don't have that. Right. And that, like my wife, she's still paying for, for, her, for her bachelor's degree... In criminal justice with a concentration in forensics and her job has nothing to do with that field at all hell yeah that's another thing man I wonder how many people because my wife um, my wife got her degree in French so she was a teacher for a long time I think she minored in psychology or something psychology yeah um, but she freaking she was a teacher for for I think about 10 12 15 years something like that right she actually taught French or taught French at the high school level and now she's a photographer and doesn't do anything with the degree that she had. So like she had, she used that degree until her student loans were paid off and then fucked off and did what she wanted to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but how many people, 
um, how many people go and get a degree in something end up doing something that has nothing to do with that freaking course of study whatsoever, you know? An egregious amount. There's this. I would say like 50% or higher. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. Uh, you guys know what Skid Row is, right? Yeah. Up in LA, and for those who don't know, Skid Row okay, is, yeah. is a, a very long strip of tent city, basically. Mm -hmm. Homeless people, people down. A lot of drugs, a lot, lot of, of, lot of, lot of every, going yeah. on, yeah. People without homes. Mm -hmm. I follow this page called Beauty to the Streets, and this is Lady, and I think she lost her son in, I don't know if it was due to drugs or violence or whatever the case is, but what she does is every single weekend, she goes and she, she does like makeovers for the women on Skid Row. She offers like portable showers, you know, just basic human things that we take for granted every day. And um, she gets to know a lot of these people that she talks to and stuff like that. And we talk about problems, homelessness is such a humongous problem in, in the country, let alone in just LA. Mm -hmm. And um, some of the women that she's talking to and she gets to know and builds these relationships with they have PhDs. They, mm -hmm. they, a lot of them ended up there because they couldn't afford their college tuition or their you know student student loans, which then that if anybody who's listening now doesn't know, those are the only things you can't claim bankruptcy for. Mm -hmm. They'll follow you till you're dead or you pay them off. <laughs> um, so uh, fake your own death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what is it? Modern problems. Calls for modern calls for modern solutions. Yes, right. But um, <laughs> and then a lot of them also had just like health bills that they couldn't afford. So it's like those two big things is just you know especially in politics today you hear healthcare and and affordable higher education, and you got people with PhDs just living on the streets because they just can't get out of it. That's just that just blows my mind. Man. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, speaking of medical stuff. I not sure if I've talked. I think offline we've talked about it. I got this little vial of uh, eye ointment. It's literally one tenth of an ounce. And I went to went to CVS first. I said, "Hey, can I get this?" And they said, "Yeah." I said, "Do you have insurance?" I said, "Yeah, I have. I have Tricare and I have um, I have uh, HealthNet or something like this." And uh, they said, "Okay." They get it and they're like two hundred fifty bucks. I'm like, "What?" 250 bucks for one tenth of an ounce? I said, I have insurance. Oh, well, we don't pay for insurance. Like, why didn't you tell me that in the first place? But nonetheless, 250 bucks for one tenth of an ounce of eye cream. Fucking insurance is a racket, dude. Fuck. Yeah. It's insane. Like my, so my little brother has kidney failure, or he had kidney failure when I was a kid, and so he, he since has gotten a new kidney, and he's alive, and he's doing, he's doing all right. I think he drinks too much for only having... A borrowed kidney. Yeah. But um, <laughs> for having somebody else's organ in his body. Yeah, we went on a long line of alcoholics, and it was my mom's, and, and she used her pretty good before she gave it to him. But um, <laughs> that's uh, nice of her. But he doesn't have insurance, and his medications cost like ten grand a month. Jesus. Luckily, he found out, and other people can try this out too. If he found out that if you contact the pharmaceutical company and say, "Hey, I will die if I don't have this medication." So, what's the solution? And so he gets his medications for free from the pharmaceutical companies. Oh wow! They just send them to him. Good to know. Otherwise, I, know I was like, I'm like, I guess I'm gonna have to go to Mexico and like get your medications for you and send them up to you. Cause we just live in Colorado, so Mexico's not always a bad choice no, for I, stuff. 
I know a lot of I people go, go to here. for dental work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Me right here, baby. Yeah, Best day ever. <laughs> if I like my uncle, like my uncle goes down there for he does PRP, HGH. He's doing like this ozone treatment now. Like my uncle's eighty-one. He's probably gonna live to like one hundred and thirty because he's dude. doing all this stuff. Like he looks, he looks five years younger. No, he looks like thirty years younger now than when he did when he first started all these treatments. Damn. And that speaks volumes of just the state of our country. You know what I mean? Like, you you always hear the, we're the best, you know? But, like, on what? (laughs) Like, are we just the best on, um, what is it, bragging rights that we've been riding for a while now? Because it just seems like these problems go across the board, you know? Sure. Like, you you got health insurance. I get... VA through uh, get health insurance through the VA mm-hmm. all these programs that we have basically fought for and worked for and earned and there's certain things that we're still struggling with like yeah. a $230 one-tenth of an ounce eye cream like dude you got some serious problems well, and that's yeah. the whole thing like with the VA like a lot of my buddies struggle with getting their disability and obviously they need it and they need you know, they need help. Yeah. And it's just like we're in this like a broken cycle of a system that we just keep spiraling through. And there's like shortcuts that you can get mm-hmm. through. It's like the people that you know, you know, and like what what this person knows and what that person went through. And it'd be it'd be cool to like have like a little guidebook for life to like help everybody out. <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's yeah. just ridiculous. Or little gems like you just said, call them up and say, Hey, I can't survive without this. We were talking before the podcast about bike riding. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a wreck, like in 2015, I think, and nothing crazy. I just got a lot of road rash. Uh, nothing broke, you know. Thankfully, I was mm-hmm. I was good. Any Had skin grafts or anything like that? No, not oh, even. Good. It was it was pretty minor for the accident. Good, but I didn't have health insurance, so the ambulance took me away. And I remember after everything was done, I got home and throughout the next couple months got all the bills. A little over $2,000 for just the ambulance ride. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything but take me to the ER. They took me to trauma. Sick Uber ride. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They took me to trauma. You said your helmet cracked in half? No, 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 no. I'm saying I, I was... Oh. I had my helmet on. Oh, okay, know, so gotcha. I thought you said, I was no, like, no, 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 no. damn, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's straight to trauma. Yeah, right no, there. <laughs> they, but they took me to trauma. They cleaned my wounds. I got some x-rays, some MR, uh, MRIs and stuff like that done. They wanted to keep me overnight, and they kept me overnight till 1 a.m., mm. so that's considered overnight. So that was another bill. So in total, just the trauma alone, so I had the, uh, a little over $2,000 for the ambulance ride. The trauma bill was $35,000. Damn. Then I had to pay each individual doctor who saw me. Mm-hmm. Then I had to pay for the MRI. Then I had to pay for the x-ray. So total, everything came out to almost $40,000. God damn. And just for nothing. I didn't break anything. They cleaned my wounds. Like, cool. Thank you. I'm, I appreciate that. Could have done that at home with the bar soap. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Is this $40,000 worth of work that you guys did to me? Damn, dude. All that for me to, basically what happened was I I had to write a whole long e- uh, email and I had to send them like my pay stubs and show them like, hey, if you make me pay this, it's going to be a financial hardship for basically the rest of my life. 
charities or yeah. what you call them. So then they send me a letter back and they're like, hey, we reviewed your case, you're approved, wiped all the debt gone. Huh. Oh, wow. Good for you, yeah. man. Well, that's what everybody should know. Right, you but, but know people that. don't know yeah. those things. And, and also... And they end up on Skid Row. Because yeah, they exactly. Have to do that either, though. No. But that's, and that's my point. Also, why are we charging $40,000 for, for some, some bandages? You know? Yeah. It's insane. Um, so the hospitals get charged high insurance rates and doctors get charged for like malpractice and all that in, in the United States. And so the reason why healthcare is so much inexpensive in Mexico is they only have to pay malpractice for like that surgery or something, not for the rest of your life. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like in, in the United States, we give people a million dollars or something if they get like a botched surgery. Mm. In Mexico, you get like five grand if they fuck up your surgery. Sure. So that's why we've built this crazy system where people can just, I mean, you, you get fucked up, I get you like deserve money, but maybe not a million dollars. Yeah. Right, you know? not yeah, multi-million yeah, yeah. dollar case for spilling coffee on yourself when you know Absolutely. that it's oh the mcdonald's lady yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's why the hospitals and the doctors and everybody else like that's why healthcare costs so much is the insurance companies mm-hmm. well and it's it's government regulation that's allowed mm-hmm. all of that absolutely you know what mm-hmm. i mean like the the way that laws are written to benefit pharma to benefit you know the medical industry to benefit those people mm-hmm. everybody you know a lot of laws or a lot of bills that get you know put out to the to the country and the people to get voted on we get we get told hey this is going to do a great thing for you for one thing and then that thing gets passed that law gets passed or that bill gets passed in the law and the next thing you know that didn't have anything to do with benefiting the, the patient it's all about lining the doctor's pockets exactly. or yeah, yeah, yeah. big pharma making more money or the insurance industries being able to capitalize on people getting sick and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? It has a lot to do with lobbyists as well. Mm-hmm. And then when you have those bills that get passed, it's like, hey, here's the here's the title of the bill. You know how everybody wa- reads everybody articles. Reads the title. Yeah, they no, read the title, read, yeah. but then the fine print underneath is like, and then we're going to get this and this and this and this mm-hmm. and this. And then, then that finally gets passed through. Everybody thinks it's a great thing, and then we realize, oh, we just fucked ourselves. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah they're, they're little earmarks. Yeah. yeah, that's what they call them. Yeah. If it's like a billion dollar, billion dollar proposition, like the ten percent of that is yeah. gonna go back to, you know, the lobbyists that are doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wild. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. So Jonathan, uh, you got a food bar for us today. Yeah, um, it won't it won't match up at all to any of you guys' uh, <laughs> things, but um, I've told the story before. We're not trying to one up. Yeah, I get you. Uh, well, I it's more of a li- little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Actually, that's yeah. why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of like an uh, like an embarrass embarrassing kind of thing. So my wife's favorite car is like a Corvette convertible, and we're driving down. Where I think we're on our way to like Tracy Mike's or something. We're gonna get some subs, and. Uh, we pull up, and I'm pulling up, and I see it's a Corvette convertible, nice silver one with some rims. Um, there's an older lady sitting in the passenger seat, and someone who appears to be like her daughter in the driver's seat. And I pull up, and I'm like, "Damn, babe, look, it's you know your dream car." She's like, "Yeah, that thing's sexy." Da da da. I was like, "Yeah, you know, I could 
I could just finesse that old lady over there, probably bang her brains out, and uh, <laughs> she'll let me uh, she'll let me borrow the Corvette and I'll come pick you up. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, that so- that sounds like a good idea or whatever. <laughs> and um, so there it was banging an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, but uh, the red light, you know, we're stopped at a red light. She's standing, sitting, uh, cars right next to me. I'm like, damn, this light's long. And same exact voice. Didn't I'm not raising it. I'm not even talking loud. I'm talking how I'm talking to you guys now. And uh, the old lady looks over and looks at me. She's like, isn't it? And I'm like, fuck. You <laughs> just heard me talk about banging her brains out and just being my sugar mom or something to take her car- Corvette. And like the light turns green. And I think her daughter was pissed because she just peeled off. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't really get embarrassed, but that was the one time where I was like, fuck. Yeah, awesome. So did you get them digits or what? No, I didn't. <laughs> Couldn't keep up with the Corvette. Yeah. I guess that's that's really my only story, I guess. No, that's <laughs> good. I love it, man. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. funny. Bring, bring some laughter to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian, you got a foo bar? Who else? Ah, fuck. I don't know, man. What do you want to hear about? The time that you pooped your pants. The time that I pooped my pants. Okay, maybe that was me. <laughs> <laughs> the well, time I mean, that Nate pooped his pants. I could make up a story about I mean, the time I feel you pooped like we've your pants. we've all been there. Yeah. Right? So, sure. So, to be honest, yeah. And, and, Talking about like embarrassing, embarrassing shit, pun intended. <laughs> so a little while back, I, I went to Arizona, which is like a five and a half hour trip. <laughs> Brian's uh, telling me right now that he's got a good story. I got it figured out. All right, go ahead. But I'll finish my my embarrassing story. So I've always heard of people like actually pooping their pants. So I was like, okay, no, that's not happening, or like. Or, like, I thought, okay, maybe they're completely, like, blitz alcoholics or, or whatever. Until until this happened. <laughs> so I went to Arizona. We all get one. Went to Arizona. <laughs> it was, like, five and a half hours away. And then now, because of fucking COVID, a lot of places are not allowing you to use your bathrooms. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the drive back. Thing. So I'm five and a half hours. So I'm, like, banging Red Bulls like crazy, trying to stay awake. And I had to get here like, I forget why, I had to get here like on time. So then I'm halfway through and I'm stopping and the place is like, nope, no restroom to use. Go to the next one, nope, can't use them. Kidding me? I'm like, I'm literally gonna go like in front of your window right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, sorry. And then, so I'm yeah, like, you will be. <laughs> so, so then like, I'm, I'm holding it, holding it. And then finally, like I get to my place and I open up the door and all of a sudden like, I couldn't hold it anymore. Oh, no. You're yeah. right there. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so close. I was literally like 20 yards. It just, just, that Just uh, sent it, huh? Yeah. At least you were home. True. Like, it sucks that. In the shower. Yeah, right? A little waffle something. Well, so no I, shit. I get there. Well, I get there, too. And like, <laughs> I think you just stripped naked and threw your clothes in the trash at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I did that. Yeah, there's no saving this stuff. But, but I'm in the parking lot, right? And I'm like, if it were any normal day, it'd have been fine. But there was like, there's a bunch of people around. I'm like, so I couldn't move. Oh no. So I go to my, I go to my truck. I open both doors. So like, I'm hiding in between both doors. And then fortunately, I had like, I had spare clothes, and I had like, I had, I had actually dude wipes. I had dude wipes in there. Nice. So like. I, I was in between the car and opening up my, my, my two doors. 
I just stripped everything down. Dude wiped it up and put on new stuff and threw that stuff. But, like, yeah, I, I couldn't move because there was people there. And I'm like, I didn't want them to see, like, <laughs> you know, see the... Don't the, mind me. The, the puddles, like, follow me all over. <laughs> oh, no. So, so that's, that's my uh, food bar and uh, poop on my pants story. I thought you were going to go to the poop. <laughs> Well, we started with the urinal. It's a shitty episode. <laughs> so only my second one. Now that now that we're, I, I got it figured out. I started thinking, and thank you for prompting me about the poopy pants thing. I almost pooped my pants one time. We're in Iraq, right? And we're it's one of those days where just shit's going fucking crazy. Like everything, there's firefights. Like we're fucking running, gunning, fucking bumping like alleyways and shit like that. And we're going and everything's fine until all of a sudden, like, you know how everything is just a-okay until all of a sudden you just really have to take a shit? Yeah. And it's one of those things where nothing is okay all of a sudden. Like, this has <laughs> to happen right this minute. So... Yeah, you can't concentrate on anything. There's nothing There's nothing else. You're just, you got a turtle head poking out. You're brimming. You know what I mean? Like, shit's about to go down literally. Right? And... Prairie doggy. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, and I'm getting, I'm there. Like, it was, everything was fine. And I'm just like, oh, Fuck, dude, I was in no fucking place where we could just stop for a little bit. Like, yeah. it's not, time out, stop. We had to take shit real quick. You, you know, didn't have your white flag? I didn't have my white flag, dude. I forgot to bring the fucking, uh, the, what the hell you call it, the stress card. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to bring my stress card with me. I left it at the fucking barracks anyway. So, um, I have a white flag with a poop emoji. Seriously, right? <laughs> time out. No fair. Don't be a dick. Don't be that guy. <laughs> that works as toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> just fucking hold the roll up. Hopefully nobody shoots you. Like, please don't. This is an emergency. You don't understand. Um, so we're, I mean, we're fucking going. Like, we're hauling ass, you know, um, bound and moving and shit. And that feeling comes on. And I was our squad's radio operator, right? So I, I get to my squad. I was like, hey, I need to get to you. And he goes, okay. So we fucking meet up. And I was like, I'm about to shit in my pants and his pants and his pants and your pants. <laughs> right now like we need to fucking do something he goes you need to hold it i was like i didn't like that <laughs> like this is not one of those fucking times right so there's every once in a while there's like a little lull or whatever so we find an alleyway and our whole fucking squad just assaults this fucking alleyway right i'm in the middle of our squad and there's i mean security one side security and the other everybody's fucking cross security up the walls and shit like that and fucking get me right in the middle. I just dropped trout and fucking full sand, dude. Wow! Like, my butt exploded all over the ground in that fucking alleyway. It was fucking, like, do you know those dumps you take where you feel like you just lost, like, three and a half pounds? Like, I don't know if you... Uh, you blow and, your back out. And some... Or yeah, you shit so hard, your back cracks. You're like... Ugh. And some organs and shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're kind of, like, it's a little bit lighter on a step afterwards. And then you're yeah. hungry after. Yeah, and then like, your butthole kind of hurts. Exactly. Yeah, everything <laughs> sucks for a little while. Like you're a little dizzy, or like, God damn, it was one of those, dude. And it was like, it's not like I got a lot of time, so I just had to send like five bricks of shit out. It was probably fucking MRE shit, yeah. thinking yeah. about it, and like giving the fucking mo and, and tons knowing, of fiber. Yeah, and knowing how that shit took place with my body, like that, it was a lot really fucking fast and probably faster than I needed to. Probably blew out an O-ring, but whatever. <laughs> it's like fine. You're like a superhero. Huh? So you're like a superhero now. 
Because of how fast yeah. I shit? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> fast shit man. Dude, that's an epic shit, too. That was, people post it up just yeah. watching your shit. Yeah, just, just watching me fucking just explode. I'm pretty sure I cracked the concrete <laughs> underneath me when I fucking said, anyway. Oh, got, I got my shit done, got fucking trousered back up, and we fucking kept on moving. But, dude, that was the crazy, because, like, already your, your adrenaline's pumping. Yeah. Like, everything's crazy around you, and you're just like, uh, this is gonna get real bad real quick if we don't take care of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was pretty fucking funny. We uh, fucking like just gaffed it off for the rest of that day, and then get back to the fucking our firm base at the end of it, and just all kind of started laughing about it. Like that was a huge, huge dump you took in the middle of a fucking firefight. <laughs> dude, yeah, that was good times. <laughs> I, I used to when I was in high school, up until I joined the Marine Corps. Actually, I was. Uh, I was such a, like, I was very particular particular about where I shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I could not shit anywhere else besides my home. And then you joined the Marine Corps. And then I joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> and so much and for that. <laughs> one time, I had to shit real bad in boot camp. And the drill instructor was not, not hearing it, not <laughs> taking it. And I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'll, t- I'll deal with the consequences. Went straight to the shitter. While I'm shitting, he's yelling at me. <laughs> And he's like, you better get back online, da, da, da. And I'm just like, I sir, I'm going like, to keep saying this, but I'm going to finish. Because I'm not about to get up and pinch it off. It's not one of those moments. Yeah. And like. It's one of those emergency situations. After maybe two minutes of yelling at me straight, he realized like, okay, this motherfucker's not getting up. And now it's just awkward. <laughs> like, like, dude, I'm taking a shit right now, and you're just yelling at me. Now like, the drill instructor's kind of like, "It's not comfortable for either of us." Hey, man, you want to like do something about this, or and he's like, "Hurry up, please." Well, you know, he's yelling too, so he's exuding all this stuff, so he's taking in. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, "Yeah." He's like, at one mo- at one point, we kind of locked eyes, and you lock eyes on somebody when you're taking a shit. You're just like, <laughs> All right, did just finish and just get back where you need to go because I'm not about to keep doing this. And I mean, afterwards, I got IT'd and shit, but whatever. It it was worth it because I was not about to do that shit. Pinched Uh, off. About to fucking drop drop a deuce right there online in your fucking skivvies. No, dude. Yeah. I'd rather not. That's that's not that's something that will carry with you for fucking ever too. Yeah. Like you'll never live that shit down. You're gonna run into somebody you're in boot camp with in thirty years and be like, Yeah, you're the motherfucker that shit is pants. Oh yeah. <laughs> but ever since then, I could take a shit anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're cured. Yeah, pretty much. We can shit anywhere and we can sleep anywhere. Yeah. That's for damn sure. So uh, my job after the Marines, um, I was a firefighter for a bunch of years, and uh, I always li- I, I like teaching. I've always been that guy. I like to teach. I like to instruct. I like to fucking teach people to, to be better and shit like that, right? So while I was with the agency I was with, um, I was sent to a – I requested and got it granted to go to a facilitative instructor course, which means I was able to, to teach, you know, uh, government curriculum on firefighting and shit like that, which was cool. It was fucking super awesome. I loved doing it. It paved the way for me to be able to – do a lot of cool shit in my career. Well, during this five-day course, right, you have to give, like, I think a five-minute presentation and then a 10-minute and then a 15-minute presentation or a 30-minute or some shit like that. The, the last one was, like, super fucking long, and it was just on what the fuck ever you wanted to talk about, right? So me being a Marine also, my first, my first class was on disassembly and reassembly of an M16. 
That's fucking really easy yeah. for me. I know exactly how the fuck all of it works. So boom, 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 take it apart, put it back together. Obviously, I couldn't have a fucking rifle with me. It would have been a lot cooler if I did. But my guess is some hippies that put that class on probably wouldn't have been too excited about it. But was it like a hip pocket class? No, it was a full on. It's oh, a, wow. it's a, a fucking like a government fucking sanctioned class with actual instructors, and you get a certification at the end of it and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, are you talking about the one I did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly that. Just okay. exactly hip pocket. Um, but the last one is a full on presentation where you have to. You know, gain people's attention, orientate them on on what the subject matter is, you know, go over learning objectives, fucking um, set expectations and answer any questions before you start. So I had to do all that. Well, I didn't know what to do the presentation on. So I called one of my buddies that had been in fire for way longer than I had, uh, but a close friend of mine. I was like, dude, I'm trying to figure this out. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to talk about for fucking 20 or 30 minutes or what the fuck ever. You know what I mean? And he's like. You know what, dude? He goes, I heard about people teaching classes on how to take a shit in the woods before. I was like, <laughs> really? Oh, my God. That's so awesome. Yes. So that's what I decided to do. But I didn't want it to sound unprofessional. Or unprofessional, right? So I called it um, how to perform a comfortable restroom break in the woods, right? Not just take a shit in the woods, but a comfortable restroom break. So, like, Very talked about... PC. No, dude, it was perfect. The whole thing was very PC, right? And that's but, very, like, attention-grabbing. Like, oh, yeah, everyone's going to eventually need to take a shit in the woods. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Especially we spend weeks out there, yeah. like, just in the fucking mountains where there's nobody around for, like, miles and miles. Like, it's not like there's just a port of shitter everywhere, you know what I mean? And to be fair, taking a dump on top of a mountain with a great view is way better than taking a shit inside of a blue room. Yeah. Although, I will give blue rooms credit where credit is due because... I enjoy that as well. That's another story. Um, so you get that kiss of Poseidon. Oh, yeah. We don't want to talk about that. You just got to dump a bunch of toilet paper down there first so you yeah. don't get that shit. But anyway, <laughs> see, I got all the fucking hacks, I hear dude. The, like, porta potties just make guys horny, so we're in the military. Whenever they, like, they see I can see that. Yeah. Beat off quite a bit yeah. in porta shit. I can understand that. Um, no, I'll tell you guys about this. <laughs> All right, so, sorry, that just got made me think of something else. Flashbacks, reminiscing to, on the past. Don't let me forget to tell you guys about one of my goals I had when I was in. But um, this was this back to this fucking class. So I gave a whole presentation about like I got I got a bunch of sticks of wood, right? And I told how to fucking dig the perfect sized hole. I gave exact dimensions and everything, like etool width, fucking blah blah blah, all the way down. How to fucking link and log wood together. How to fucking like tie that shit together so it's all good, how to fucking, you know, make it so that your, uh, the top pieces that you're sitting on, you don't get spiked and get freaking splintered in your, in your turd cutter for it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, even site location, site selection, all, like, everything, <laughs> nice. dude, everything. You trying to give that class now? I'm like, that? <laughs> so you trying to give that class now? Yeah, yeah, if you guys need it, we'll follow <laughs> fucking set. I'm sure I could find it. It's probably in a hard drive somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I gave a whole presentation about it and when I when I initially delivered it because the first time the cadre for the class hears what your subject matter is is when you present it right and I remember just the second I was like got in front of everybody I was like fucking here we go <laughs> like this is just what I'm doing right now okay so fucking bangering right well the second I was like you know my name's Brian I'm gonna give my class on how to uh, create the environment for a uh, comfortable restroom break in the woods and I look in the back where all the instructors are and all of them are just like 
you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the look on their face. But I kept it very PC. I fucking gave a very good, in my opinion, period of instruction. And, uh, and I, there was a lot of questions that were asked. And I was able to answer them all professionally. And like, it ended up fucking working out. On top of that, I used that class Practically, I, I practically applied that end of, or that class afterwards several fucking times up in the mountains because I'd never really put a lot of thought process into, you know, taking a shit in the woods. A lot of times yeah. you're just like, this sucks. I'm just going to go find a log, hopefully to hang a cheek off of and what the fuck ever, right? No, dude, get a fucking, get a shovel and get a chainsaw. And if you have like an hour or two to fucking spend, not an hour or two, I mean, you can technically do it in like 10, 15 minutes, right? But bucking up pieces of wood, finding the right wood so you don't get freaking, uh, you know, get sap all over your ass, you know, that kind of shit. But I'd, I'd actually... Sap, ass, ass sap. Yeah. Ass Especially ass when you're a dude yep. and you got hair on your, on your oh, ass. Oh, uh, yeah, it's hairy like butt. Right? Yeah, no, dude, nobody, wants, right nobody wants a sticky butt. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, you're right. But I, different for girls, I think. I will tell you guys that. <laughs> okay. Given the fact that I had to be put in that situation to give a class on that, and actually had to apply a lot of brain power to like how I'm gonna do this. I was able to recreate that in the real world, like up in the fucking mountains in the middle of goddamn nowhere. I went and like found a bunch of sticks and fucking dug a perfect hole, found a perfect site, and it was like set up like Lincoln logged an actual shitter for myself to where I'm just looking out at the most beautiful view in the world and just full on fucking dumping out and enjoying my <laughs> life. It was fucking great, dude. I was I was really thankful for that opportunity. That's to, awesome. To do something that was uh or to teach something that could have potentially been highly inappropriate in a very professional manner. Was did like anybody like laugh or anything like oh, that? Oh everybody was rolling the whole time. Awesome. I kept my composure, dude. Yeah. That's bearing baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. You lose a lot of skills there. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. That, I fucking I think boot camp for that shit, dude. Seriously, like to not crack it. And I'm super immature anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. like somebody makes a fart joke in front of me, I'm like a giggle like an idiot for like five minutes. It's just how I roll. Well, the fact that I was able to deliver that, I was pretty proud of myself. I was pretty proud of myself. That was, that was a good feat. Yeah, that was a good one. We're good class too. Useful. Yeah. Some bullshit thing. information. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, cheers. This was uh, the poop episode. Yeah, <laughs> I, I apparently. Cheers. Salute. To the shitty episode of Foo Bar. <laughs> so the next one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta end it with Michelle apologizing. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun.
Anyway, 